0: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, August 12, 2020, almost halfway through the month of August. And, of course, the landscape of investing is dramatically different than it was last August, a year ago. Uh, Thanks mostly to COVID-19 crisis. Everybody knows that. I'm telling you, I'm getting tired of dealing with it. I'm sure you are, too. It just affects everything you do, it seems like. And it's just hard to get through a day without, I mean, today I forgot my mask. Trying to go into a store. So, uh, you know, it's those kinds of things. It's just tough. You know, it is. And, of course, you know, it's tough for the whole country, not just me. You know, it's for everybody. And, of course, there's other factors affecting the market. The Chinese tensions, you know, that continues to rise. Have you seen the arrests they're making in uh, Hong Kong? You know, they're making arrests for people demonstrating or talking about or, you know, they changed some laws there that you can't even speak up. I think people in the United States take a Take it for granted that you can say and protest and talk, say whatever you want, nothing's going to happen to you. In other countries, you can't do that. You you go to jail or worse. Anyways, and of course there's that increasing tension in the presidential election and that's just going to continue. You know, there's going to be mud slung at each other all over the place. We know that. So all these things will affect the market. We know they will. Uh, and it affects the economy. affects, you know, they still haven't agreed on any next spending package. I think uh, the Republicans are at $1 trillion, The Democrats are at $3 trillion, And I don't think either side wants to move. So that's going to, you know, that's in stalemate. Nothing's happening there. All this is going to cause more and more volatility. I mean, today we had a nice up volatility. I like that part, but... You know, it's it's just so unusual. The big picture is very unusual, very. I'm Steve Peasley, and today in this program and podcast, I will do my best to provide you unbiased answers to your financial and investment questions. And I know you want strategies to help deal with the volatility. I know you need answers to questions of should you be in the market, should you be out of the market, how much, how much risk should you take. That's why I'm here to help. Maybe we can answer some of these questions. 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. And as you know, on talk and at my company, KPP Invest, uh, Financial in Irvine, California, we, oper- we, we operate with a, a very different philosophy than other people do. We, we of course, want to, sh- we ha- we're independent from anything else. We don't listen to other people. We, we go our own path. We do buy data, but we, we do our own research on that data. We don't buy research and someone tell us to go buy this or that, we don't do that. It's ours. Of course, so we, we dedicate ourselves to unbiased guidance to you, uh, and we implement our strategies for you, our clients, as we do for ourselves. We call it parallel investing, so my money rides right along yours with yours. So that's how we do it. Most most independent investors do not buy what they buy for their client. The same price, same time. They don't do that. But we do. So let's go ahead and start the show. Eight 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 ninety nine chart, looking for your calls. And you may have noticed that uh, Justin and I are not making any trips anywhere because of the COVID. But we are doing uh, consultations about you know portfolio reviews about what you're doing with your money. There are no costs, no obligation. Portfolio assessments. We do it via telephone, Skype, or Drive. So if you want us to take a look at your portfolio, we'll be happy to take a look at it. Especially now in these times, you need to make your portfolio balanced because it is the whole market is out of balance. So you need to be balanced with your stuff. You know, it's very obvious that the market is out of balance. When will it get in balance? No one knows, huh? You know, I don't you know, it's way overdue for a correction from the you know, the bounce strong bounce up from the bottom we have, we you know it should but it may not. No one knows for sure. everybody if anybody ever tells you they know exactly what the market's going to do, they're lying. Or even if they guess, they can guess right once or twice, but not consistently. You can't you can't do it. So I hope I hope you'll call me, uh, email me, go to investtalks.com. We'll be happy to take a look at your portfolio. I want to talk to you right now. Answer any questions you might have. You can call our number 888-99-CHART. My focus point today, is inflation a threat to the economy? Led by increases in the cost of oil, wholesale prices surged in July, one analyst says inflationary pressures are largely invisible so far. But isn't he correct in his assessment? We're going to talk about that. Of course, i got other things to talk about. um... How about value investing versus growth? I mean, we've talked about this numerous times. Where are we today? What's going on today? And over long periods of time, what works good and why? Those kinds of things. I also want to talk about Tesla. Did you hear about their splitting five for one? Now, they're following the footsteps of Apple. Who do you think's next? That's a more interesting question, huh? Who's next? So we'll talk about that. The market was up today. Dow was up 289 points. The NASDAQ was a clear leader at 229 points up. And the S&P up 47. The Dow was a lagger on today's market. And, you know, as I was looking around, there really, really wasn't anything that pushed these stock prices up. There wasn't any driver that pushed them up, in my opinion. So we'll see. We'll see how the market's, see what's going. Remember, we're getting, we're, very, tail, very, very tail end of earnings season from last quarter. I mean, we're pretty much done. Um, and there wasn't good news on the the movement on the the uh, the next stimulus pack. There's no movement there. Uh, so I'm not sure. I'm, I just don't think there was any really reason to push stock prices up. I mean, could you say it was a Tesla split? I don't know you could say that. Or how about... Uh, Uh, the Biden picking his uh, vice president. I don't know if that had anything to do with the market. I don't think so. Those kinds of things. So what really was driving? I'm I'm open to anybody's theory out there. You got a theory. Let's talk about it. I'd be happy to do that. You're listening to Vest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. Summer's moving pretty fast, and we're all watching the markets. As serious investors, we are not always fearless, right? We're not, but we do try to, to best to manage our fear, manage our greed. Those are only the two, only two emotions that make any sense or have any impact on the market. So we want to become better investors. You need to understand the necessity of managing risk, balancing your assets. You need that These are tasks that require information and strategy. So give me a call. We'll do it properly. We should talk about this, and your participation is always an important part of the show. So we're taking the calls live, 888 99 chart.
2: This is InvestTalk. Steve and Justin have recorded another rapid-fire-hour podcast. They take caller questions at a faster pace, but you still get their unbiased answers. Tell your friends. Search Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, or InvestTalk.com for the free August Rapid Fire Hour.
3: Hello, how are you? This is Rami. I just started listening to your uh, podcast. I have a question for you. For the Neo stock, is that a good buy right now? I have about five, $6,000 that I would like to spend, but I don't know exactly where I should put it. Would NEO be a good buy? Thank you. Yes. Bye.
1: Okay. NEO Genomics, Inc. Provides laboratory testing services to pathologists, oncologists, urologists, hospitals, and laboratories. They're going to make 40 cents next year. It's a $39 stock. So that's not a good buy. That's a very expensive stock. The sales fell in the most recent quarter. So, no, you wouldn't put money in this. I wouldn't put any money in this yet. Um is it a terrible company? No. It's a $4.4 billion. Return equity is only 8%. I like to see it in double digits in the teens. Cash flow is only 51 cents. No dividend. What What brought your attention? Just because it was moving up. It's moved up strongly for uh, going back long time. January 2018 has moved up. So uh, it's not a 52-week high. Actually, at a... 104 week high, if you want to know the truth, two year high. Um, And it's just, okay. I like where it's at. I like what they do. It's just way too expensive. Way too expensive for me. Will it continue to go up? It might because of the COVID thing and all the laboratory tests and going on, that kind of thing. But you're chasing performance when you chase this. I mean, when it's Way above its high, um, you know, didn't fall to 23, and now her, the, the low was 23 in March when the market bottom. Now it's, you know, $40 a share. Yeah, it, it's it's too late. Now, you shouldn't put all your money in any one stock either, and I don't know if that's what you're doing. You spread that money around, or you buy an ETF, which spreads it around for you because it's, a, it's in a diversified portfolio. Don't over-concentrate. My focus point today concerns the question, is inflation a threat to the economy? I didn't know if you saw the PPI and the CPI numbers, but they were out yesterday and today. And will that will this lead to increase, these prices going up, uh, which surged in July, by the way. They also went up in June, most of them, most of them not. Ever. Uh, but will these pressures, inflationary pressures, be a problem? Well... Remember, you got to remember where you come from. They were the, the they they were very very low a year ago. We were dealing with you know two percent inflation, and then when COVID hit, inflation went to zero, right? Basically zero, and now we're looking at annualized inflation of one percent. And I'm just I'm I am I'm not giving you details, but that's about what it is. Okay, the PPI was up six tenths of percent. They expected it to be up three tenths, and it was shrinking two tenths from the month before. CPI came out. We're talking about July, up six tenths of percent. Also, they expected it to be four tenths of percent, and it was up six tenths last month. Core core inflation, which rings out, you know, food and energy prices, up six tenths. Also, they expected it to be up two tenths, and it was up two tenths last month. So we're starting to see inflation come into the picture but it's so small it's not going to do any damage it hasn't even returned to the pre-covid prices which were low already so there's really nothing to worry about at this stage other than that the direction is going up the worry is that is is the low price of the dollar the dollar going down that's where inflation seems to come from in all instances comes from well, the weakness of your currency. the weaker the currency the more things cost in that currency. so you probably need to watch the currency you know more important and we know that our currency has been going down stabilized stabilized the last few days but has been going down for several months now down in value. so is it inflation a problem not now no well, not yet. But the direction we got to watch out. We got to be careful. There's just not enough demand. See, if we if the economy gets rolling again, you'll have you know go back to your old supply demand uh, matrix that that causes inflation or deflation or whatever. We just don't have demand. We have supply. We just don't have demand. because The economy is so weak that will change, and that's when you'll see inflationary pressures pick up. And I think that's going to happen. Especially if they're going to continue spending the money like the government spending money like they are. If they come to an agreement uh, between $1 and $3 trillion, whatever it is, uh, that's pretty inflationary too. So we'll see about that. Okay. On the Nest Invest Talk, we have a story. The Minneapolis Fed president says that a six-week economic lockdown is needed to defeat coronavirus. Six-week lockdown. So, could the U.S. economy survive a new and more stringent shutdown to kill COVID? That story is tomorrow. I think that would be stupid, by For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live at 888 99 Chart.
2: You are listening to Invest Talk every Friday on the program and the podcast. Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. My name is Taylor from uh, Philadelphia. I'm 35 years old, and my company offers a 50% match on 401k, up to 6%. They also offer a traditional or a Roth 401k. I just want to get your opinion on which would be a smarter investment at my age. Thank you. Bye.
1: Well, you know, I've struggled with this question myself. Which is better, the Roth or the regular IRA, the Roth or a regular 401k? And I've come to the conclusion the longer you participate, in other words, the younger you are and you're participating, the more I prefer the Roth. Because the longer it earns, the more capital gains you have, the more increase in value, and you never have to take taxes. So it can keep going, and you can buy and sell anything you want. You don't have to take start taking it. There's no required minimum distribution at age seventy-five, like there is for a regular 401k and a regular IRA. But I like both. I don't want to be dismissive either. The the, the regular it's still also very good because it's taxed deductible so maybe i should say this way maybe the higher income you make and the more and that you go into higher and higher tax brackets maybe going to the regular during those periods will help keep you in a lower tax bracket and pay lower taxes i don't know it's it's I, i know there's been studies and the studies are very ambiguous as to if one is better than the other they kind of say that they aren't they're equally good so it's hard to give you an answer. I'd like to see you do both if you want to true. participate in both. Okay? Of course, you can't max out both. You, you, know, you can't. But anyways, that's what I would suggest. Okay, so we talked about inflation. We know inflation's not really a problem, but it is starting to increase the last couple of months, which would be natural because it was pretty depressed before that. Let's talk about Tesla. They're going to split five for one for shareholders who own Tesla stock as of August 21st. Now remember, Apple is splitting four for one for stock shareholders, that oldest stock, I think it was August 24th, you have to look that up, I'm not sure about the date. So my question is, Apple started last week or week two weeks ago, I don't remember exactly. Now Tesla is splitting. Tesla stock, by the way, is $1,470. Who's gonna be next? Well, of course, you look at the big tech stocks. They're the ones that have been roaring lately. Amazon's at $1,583 stock. Pretty much, I think they're going to split at some point if they follow suit. Facebook's at $740. And Microsoft at $1,583. I have a feeling all three of those stocks will probably split. They don't have to. There's no guarantee or anything. But they're very high priced, and if Apple and and uh, Tesla split, I think it gives more impetus to the, these other three. Now they might not want to be viewed as just following other people. You know, well we Apple did it, so we'll do it. Uh, so they they might not do it right away, but I can I can see them splitting. They wouldn't remember a split, a stock split. Doesn't increase the value of a stock. It doesn't increase how much. All it does is increase the number of shares, but it cuts the price down proportionately when they split four for one. They're going to cut the stock by you know three quarters, right? So it's it's just proportionate. So it doesn't really increase your share value. But if the lower the price stock, the more investors tend to want to buy because they think it's cheaper now. Which is really not true. It is cheaper in the sense it's cheaper per share, and maybe you could buy more than one share or five shares if you're very small. But it really doesn't really matter. It really doesn't. So I just yeah. You know, so that's that's what's going on. I think we're going to see it in other stocks. You know, there hasn't been any uh, forever uh, splits. They used to do it quite often in the late nineteen nineties. And now, for 20 years, the splits been very rare. So, okay, I think we squeezed in another caller. Let's give it a try. As always, you can call the number 888 99Chart. Hey,
3: Stephen, Justin. This is CJ calling from Seattle, Washington. I am calling to get your take on LEN, Leonard Corporation, in the home building sector, looking for a little exposure in to this part of the market. Looks like it's trading at a fairly decent value. I'm expecting this part of the market to benefit as millennials gear more towards uh, investing in homes. And I wanted to know your take on the stock. Thanks in advance. Love your show.
1: Bye. I'm not keen on the home builders uh, sector right now. Uh, Build single family home. There's a Lenar Corporation, L-E-N, simple. Build single family home. Single-family attached and detached homes in 19 states and develops, sells residential land. Uh, 23 billion. Their their value is not that great. Four their PE range is four to 19, so it's not high. And they're right at 11, so don't think it's all that cheap. It's not. It's not my cup of tea. They've already had a big move. So, okay, listeners to investors often hear Josh and I talk about the Fed, the Federal Reserve, which is the United States central bank, of course. It controls U.S. monetary policy. So as we go to break, here's my two-part trivia question. According to the Fed, what is its mission, its purpose? And way back when, before the Fed, at the founding of the U.S., what was the name of our first currency? I'll have the answers after the break. So give me a call, 888-99-CHART.
3: eBay Motors is here for the ride.
2: This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART.
1: Okay, I asked a trivia question before the break, two-parter. Okay, and it was, according to the Fed, what is its mission, its purpose? And way back when, before the Fed, at the founding of the U.S., what was the name of our first currency? It wasn't dollars. So here's the answer. The purpose of the Fed Reserve System is to be a central bank of the United States. The Federal Reserve System was created by Congress to provide the nation with a safer, more flexible, and more stable monetary financial system. Stable, so it's supposed to keep control of inflation, supposed to keep control of the economy, keep things stable. You manipulating the currency and other things—that's what it's supposed to do. It was established on December twenty-third, nineteen thirteen, by President Woodrow Wilson. He 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 signed the Federal Reserve Act into law. The Fed had what we think of nowadays a series of less structured predecessors. Did you know that? In 1791, Congress established the first bank of the United States, headquarters in Philadelphia. That was 1791. It was the largest corporation in the country. It was dominated by big banking and money interests. Its charter expired in 1811, and it was never renewed. It work out so well. So from the history from 1913, uh, history from that time, which was 1811 to 1913, is long and varied. If you send me an email, maybe I can send you a link to get you a little history if you're interested. Okay, way back when, before the Fed, at the time of the founding of the United States, what was the name of the first currency? It was called continentals, not dollars, continentals. They were in circulation from 1775 to 1791, not very long. Okay, bonus information here. To finance the American Revolution, the Continental Congress printed the new nation's first paper money, known as Continentals. The notes were issued in such quantity, they led to inflation, which rapidly accelerated as the war progressed. Printing money causes inflation. What are we doing today? We 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 have a perfect example way back when. Printing the money... Caused it inflation, made it worthless. So eventually people lost faith in the, the notes, the continentals, and the phrase the "phrase not worth a continental became to mean utterly worthless. So don't overprint your money. You'll cause inflation. That's the lesson there. I hope we learned that one. Okay, we get lots of call questions, many about stocks, but sometimes other topics. So let's grab one now from eight 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 ninety nine chart Hi, Steve and Justin. Love your show. I have a question on iBonds ETF. These are ETFs that have specific
2: maturity dates based on the bonds that uh, they hold in these ETFs.
3: So my question to you is, are they good investments specifically for bond laddering as we get closer to retirement age? Thanks for your response.
1: Bye-bye. Okay, I'm going to say not really. I-Bond is an inflation-protected bond. What they do is they're issued for a period of time from the government, and what happens is they have a set interest rate. Usually it's pretty darn low, a yield that they pay you as a whole of the bonds, but it adjusts like every six months by inflation numbers. So inflation goes up, they pay more and more. Inflation goes down, they pay less. So when you ladder them, You don't really know what's going to happen with inflation. So you don't know if laddering will get you a better return or not because they adjust, the bonds themselves adjust every six months according to inflation. So I say they really don't give you a good ladder because the ladder, let's just say that the rungs are very soft and they might sink or firm up. You just don't know. When I say rungs, I'm talking about the, uh, the yield that they pay. You just don't know what it's going to be. So I don't think it's a good way to ladder myself. A oh, good question, by the way, very good question. Okay, uh, let's see. Let's keep things moving. Here comes another investor voice bank question. This time from Pennsylvania.
2: Hi, Steve and Justin. This is John calling from Westchester, Pennsylvania, calling about AT and T ticker symbol T. And this seems to just be hovering right around twenty nine thirty region for the longest time. Even in the worst of the correction, I think the lowest it got was like 26 and change. I hate the amount of debt, obviously, that they carry, but it seems like the Fed is almost helping them out in a way. Um, is this a stock that you could kind of just buy here, close your eyes, and hold on to it for a while and maybe collect that dividend, or is there actually worse potential for a downfall for them? I look forward to hearing your answer on the podcast. Thanks, guys.
1: I think it's a good stock to own and just hold it for the dividend. at six point nine percent. They're going to pay that dividend. The cash flow is very strong. Seven dollars and eighty cents. They're going to make three dollars and twenty-one cents next year. They made. They're going to make three seventeen this year. They made three fifty-seven last year. They made three o five the year before. it's not going to grow. Okay, it's not. So don't expect that. This stock has been hovering between the high twenties and the high thirties. For a long, long, long time. It got up to 43 twice in 2016, 2017, 39 in 2018, 39 in 2019, 39 in 2013, 37, 14, 36 in 2015. That's the highs. So you know that's about as high as you're going to go. High 30s. So being at 30, I think it's pretty decent price. And you just hold on to it. If you want to sell it, you can play the game. You can sell it in the high 30s, buy it back when it drops below 30. You know, we can play that. Long. It's a long game. You know, long game meaning it's slow. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, it takes a year to go from high to low. So, so But I do like it at the dividend. I, I, We own it in our managed accounts, and we'll probably continue to own it because I love that 7% dividend. I really like it a lot. Anyways, 888 99 is our number, 888-992-4278. We talked about off and on value versus growth investing. And many, there's been a lot of recent articles claiming that value investing is dead. Whenever I read something like that, it makes me think, well, okay, it's value investing is going to come back pretty soon. <laughs> because the, the, the market has swung between value and growth investing for decades, just decades. <laughs> Excuse me, <clears throat> And it will continue to do that. And Buffett, as you know, Warren Buffett is his and has been underperforming the last couple of years because he's a value investor. So is growth going to continue to be the dominant factor? And growth stocks are those stocks that you know about, FANG stocks. They're all growth stocks. Getting so big, they probably won't be growth stocks anymore, but- you know, growth is reliant on the growth of earnings. Well, we don't have very much growth in earnings at this point. We don't. So growth still taking off, still doing very well, even in the face of not having very much support fundamentally to continue rising in price. Okay, and even before the COVID virus hit, growth was already highly priced Value wise, they were very these growth stocks were really highly priced. So, is value stocks turn? And I, I don't know. I mean, I've been predicting that it will. I've been saying it's going to happen because it, because it generally the swings between the those two ends of a penin peninsula, you know, growth versus value, back to growth, back to value. But we've had growth dominating for years now, years. So, the last time they have been this overvalued was back before the tech bubble, the dot-com era. So, are we there again? What does that say? Does that mean we're ready for a, a pullback? Are we ready for it? We're we ready for a change in direction. Because uh, there's some good values out there, I can tell you that. Well we'll see. We'll, we'll see, won't we? You and I are going to watch it. I'm Steve Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk. So obviously, you understand the importance of unbiased guidance and experienced market analysis. I encourage you to consider subscribing to the KPP Premium Newsletter. I write that every week, and I distribute it every Friday. So in the newsletter, you're going to get valuable information such as the week's market analysis, portfolio management guidance, and stock, couple stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at InvestTalk.com. And now I'm ready to take your questions. 888-99-CHART.
2: This is Invest Talk. Good news. Steve and Justin have recorded another rapid fire hour podcast. They take caller questions at a faster pace, but you still get their unbiased answers. In this special bonus show podcast, you'll hear responses to 34 finance and investment questions. The theme of the program concerns market processes, best practices for investors, and explanations of various terms and investment opportunities. So tell your friends, search Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, or InvestTalk.com for the free August Rapid Fire Hour. Independent thinking, shared success. This is InvestTalk, made possible by KPP Financial.
1: 99 Chart. Let's talk to Bradley and Campo. wants to talk about Apple, Bradley? Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you.
0: Good. Um, I I sold half my position when they announced the split, and I'm
1: I'm regretting it and looking for an entry point back in. What do you think? Uh, wait. You, there's no rush. Um, okay. You know. You, you, I think your first gut feeling that you sold part of your position is probably a good one. And just because it still kind of wants to go up, I, I don't think you want to chase it now. Uh, when after it splits many times after a split, people will push the price up before the split. Then after a split, it you know kind of wanders a little bit. I, I just don't think you should be in a big hurry to get back into Apple. And you already own it, right? You didn't sell it all, right? That's correct. So I should, so okay. I should wait till a till a time after the split, huh? I think so. Um, there's going to be a correction in the market, and you know these big tech stocks, they're going to participate in the correction. And when that happens, that's when you really do it. But you got to be patient. Sometimes, man, you got to wait months, and you got to be patient. Um, and don't, don't make apple too big in your portfolio Apple we own we have owned apple it's our the, the one stock in our portfolio that we've owned the longest is Apple going all the way back to 2008 we have never sold out of it but we have cut it as it's gone up in price so I think you've did nothing wrong so don't don't be in a big rush you know you'll be what will happen is you'll jump right in then it'll go down and then you'll want to kick yourself and say well why don't I stay with my first uh, I first got feelings about this, which, by the way, is probably the correct feelings about it. Cutting back your position. Brad, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. That's Apple, A-A-P-L. I like Apple. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't own Apple. I think everybody should have Apple, but you know, I don't want you to chase performance. Don't want you to chase that. Okay, let's fit in another question caller. Caller question that came in earlier. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve. Hey, Justin. Big fan. I just had a
3: question about a stock n-v-a-x it's nova Vax, inc pharmaceutical company i bought this stock a few months ago at twelve dollars and fifty cents and just recently while checking my portfolio i noticed that the, the price jumped up to about 144 dollars and 38 cents now do you think that this is a smart stock to keep for the long term or should i buy out as soon as possible
0: thanks again
3: bye
1: Okay, Novavax Inc. NVAX develops vaccines and improve current preventive options for avian fluenza and other infectious disease. So you can see why it shot up, right? I mean, this stock was like two, three dollars, three dollars uh, early last year, or even late in late in the year, it was like three dollars. Then it went to one hundred and thirty something. Now it's one hundred twenty-four. Personally, I think you sell. I think you sell half. Take it off the table. You still have a huge gainer even if you sold half. You bought it at 12. So in two days, it went from 138 to 124. So that's how fast it can move on you. Now, they lost $5.88 last year. Next year, they're supposed to make $9.53. And then year to that, $23 a share. That's a huge increase. These are it's, So it's going to be a, like a... Rocket ship and it did a rocket ship to from three dollars to hundred and thirty eight. So now it probably will show some back and filling going on. Don't sell it all, but might want to take some off the table a little bit. Here. N V A X Novavax Inc. I don't like it. I like the stock. I don't I wouldn't buy it here. I'd wait for that pullback if I want to get into it. Okay, eight 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 ninety nine chart, eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. So um uh, Vice President Biden has picked his running mate, called Kamala Harris. And by the way, in my family, I, I guessed that that's who he was going to pick. Uh, I said he'll pick Kamala Harris because she checks off a lot of boxes on the Democratic side. And she is very tough. I mean, if you remember right, the Kavanaugh hearings and then... When she went after Biden in the, when they, she was running for president, man, she's tough. She's going to be very tough. And I think that's one of the reasons they picked her. Because she's going to be... Biden is not tough. He's not. So I think she can be a bulldog, and I think that played a part. So I don't think that made any difference in the stock market, by the way, but it did make a interesting, uh, interesting topic of discussion. It's going to be for... for a couple of three days and it'll die down but I think I think I, I, I if if I put myself in Biden's shoes I think that's a good pick for him now it might be she might overshadow him that's a problem but I think he needs he needs that vitality vitality that she has it okay she has that energy that he doesn't seem to possess this is invest talk I'm Steve Peasley and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work continues after this break. So get your questions in now. 888 99Chart.
2: On the next Invest Talk, what would happen if the U.S. economy was forced to endure a second and even more stringent shutdown? One Fed president is calling for that. Is he right or could it be reckless? That story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here. He's happy to provide unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk,
1: 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Jay and Cupertino. Hi, there. Hey, Jay. Hi hey Jay, uh, just wanted to get some uh, outlets on Gilead Sciences. Okay, Gilead Sciences, everybody. Uh, Develops therapeutics to treat viral, fungal, respiratory, and cardiovascular diseases, and of course they, they developed the remdesivir, which was the first uh, first drug to treat the coronavirus that was approved, and that shot their stock up uh, quite a bit from 140 up to 192. And then the last three or four days is down to 180. Uh so their earnings are going to be seven dollars ninety-eight cents this year. That's up from six forty-three and then up seven oh two next year into sixty-eight dollar stock. So it's fairly inexpensive. It's on the low side of its range. Current equity is very high at 37%. They're paying a decent dividend, four percent. And you, you know, once it's done with this pullback, I, I would give you a green light to buy it. Okay, but I, I, you got to make sure that this, that the pullback is finished. I'd like to see it trade sideways. That would be best for a little while to know that it's probably put in the bottom. I think it's going to fall to maybe 170 bucks, And that, that would be a good buy point right there. Okay, thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. Vitaly in Atlanta. Who wants to talk about gold? Vitaly. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking
2: my call. love your show. Thank um, you. I have a question about gold um I've been I've owned it um'm trying to figure out whether I should keep holding it or not uh it is down 10 percent over the course of a week uh so I just wanted to find out your opinion on gold
1: okay uh I was looking at the gold gold chart when I was talking about the Gilead a minute ago so I apologize everybody. uh Gilead I think is right around support so I wanted to so this it trades a few more days sideways just to be a good price right now on sixty eight 68 dollars80 around $68, $70. Uh, for gold, uh, my, I was looking at that chart. Gold, you know, of course, I'm telling everybody they should have gold in their portfolio. Vitaly, do you have any at all, any, any gold mining companies or anything? Uh, well, I should hold G-O-L-D. Okay, so you have G O O G L D.
2: G O L D,
1: which is Okay, you have, gold. okay. Okay, so they have okay, so you got one, uh, GLD, which is ETF for gold, everybody, and that's what I was looking at here. Uh, it t- r- trades at like ten percent of gold, and gold broke like, broke the two thousand dollar mark, and then it now it's come down a little bit. And I'm thinking uh, if you're going to look at GLD, I think gold probably will settle down around seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars an ounce before it makes another run up. So if you want to buy, uh, Vitali, more gold, I think this is the opportunity to get you into some more gold. I know we were adding, to, to uh, some gold mining stocks, so I'm I'm adding on this weakness. Okay, thanks for the call. Okay, let's go to Mike in Orange County. My uh, I think it's Orange County, California, in my neck of the woods. He wants to talk about CDs, certificates of deposits. How you doing, Mike? Mike, are you there? I've
2: had uh, laddered out some CDs over the last few years. I was getting Uh some decent rates, and the bottom on the CD market says just dropped out. Um, I have a couple of CDs maturing. Any recommendations of of something that would be that safe, but hopefully better than 1%? Yeah,
1: That's tough, getting 1% or less on CDs. That is so tough. And the Fed's not going to help you at all. They're going to keep interest rates low and they're they're kind and this is why the market goes one of the reasons why the market's going up people can't survive on one percent or less for certificates of deposits it's just not enough so where do you go for safety and that's your question where do i go for safety and make a little bit of money and there's no place to go there is there isn't there really isn't you can go into high quality bonds corporate bonds you can go into municipal bonds and that's about it, but you got to take some risks to get better returns. That's the problem. Thanks for the call, Mike. I'm C. Peasley. Thanks for listening to Invest Talk today, everybody. I will return Friday with highlights from the latest KPP Premium newsletter. In the meantime, please remember to tell your friends and family and members about our podcast. We have over 100 archived Invest Talk podcasts, all free for downloads. So try browsing by topic titles, you'll see the value. So get your free downloads at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. Independent thinking, share success, everybody. This is InvestTalk. Good night.
0: Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically.